The information contained within the following podcast is for entertainment purposes only. All opinions, views, and statements are those of the panelists and not representative of any business, nonprofit organization, deity, government, or pretty much anything. D- don't take legal advice from a podcast. That, isn't that what they say these days? Especially the outcast. So yeah, listener <laughs> discretion is fucking advised. There you go. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Utah Outcast. We are a semi-weekly podcast focused on uncensored leftist and unabashedly atheist content. This is episode number 86, and we're ever so glad to have you along for the ride. Just a reminder that even though we all reside within Utah, you know, America's favorite theocracy, we aim to bring you some current events from across this tiny blue dot. I'm your glorious host, X, and this is our current events and serious topic discussion episode for the week, where we're going to have an interview for you guys. Uh, and joining me alongside are none other than your favorite panel consisting of that nasty woman, Felicia. Oh! And that cuck supreme, Kyle Steenblick. I just have to use the alt-right Hello. term for it. You're, a, you're such a cuck. Well, you're such a cuck. I hate the you fact know, that words thinking, lost meaning. Yeah. In 2017, words have lost meaning. They really have. Okay, so I've been thinking on this. We liberals keep getting called snowflakes, like our feelings are so easily hurt. But oh we're the God. ones going, guys, can't we just like, you know, let people do their own thing? Like, if he feels like he's actually a she, like, don't worry about it. And they're like, no, no, it scares me. It scares me the thought of you guys <laughs> doing it the butt, the butt, though. That could hurt. That's scary. <laughs> Scary, yeah, scary. Like, yeah, I, yeah, but it it hurts in a good way. Eh, you do it right, doesn't hurt. Hurt so all. good. <laughs> Come on, baby, make it hurt. That's a song about Peggy. It, just, it has to be. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> John Cougar was down like, with the pegging. I bet. <laughs> I'm sure. Hey, those rock stars are wild shit. I just kept thinking, like, oh wait, hey, so we're the you keep calling us the easily offended ones, and we're just like, just let people be people, like. Chill the fuck out, bro. <laughs> like, like or, we're the overly sensitive one. From a from a recent person that uh keeps trolling the Utah atheist group, and they keep it's one of the reasons I quit being a mod there is because they got a little bit too lax on banning people. But <laughs> this person keeps coming back in, and they keep dropping all these right wing, alt right kind of shit into the board, and people attack him on it, and he's just like, "Oh, you guys just gonna keep on attacking? Keep on attacking me?" I'm like. Well, it, well, it's like, are you guys just going to keep calling me a racist, a misogynist, and, you know, all a sexist and everything? I'm like, well, if you keep saying sexist, racist, or misogynist stuff, yes, we, I am going yeah. to call you all three of those names. It's yeah, not that hard. how that works. Oh, you're just trying to police my words. I'm like, no, what uh, you no, say, no. what you say matters. <laughs> we have a, <laughs> and I, I'm, I think I'm just going to write a one man play about it, about how America's sense of, um, uh, what what's the term where you, you can you can emote with somebody else? You know, you can feel what they feel. What empathy? is it? It's a, yes, America's sense of empathy is completely fucking broken. Yeah, it's it's dead. Actually, yeah, I had a coworker who uh, said to me, "You're looking out for number one." And I was just kind of like, mm. "No, 
now. I'm and looking at like, for... he like he like he like put that on me and I was like No. And I didn't have a chance to go back, but it was like, You're talking about you, aren't you? <laughs> like yeah. of course I'm looking out for me. Of course I'm trying to take care of myself. Of course I'm looking out for me. But not only like God no. forbid I don't want to yeah, die, you know? <laughs> yeah, like I like to feel good too, but I also extend that to a lot everyone else and go, you know what? They like to feel good too. <laughs> Everybody likes to feel good. Everybody doesn't I've want to die. That's <laughs> the yeah. thing. The whole purpose of life is to not die and to feel good. That's like ever that's all we're ever trying oh, to do shit. all the time. Oh yeah, okay, by so the time really, when you guys are hearing this, no, no, it's the really day before. Prospect. Today's the the day before Valentine's Day as you're hearing this. And guys, Valentine's Day is a made up fucking holiday. Don't get depressed about it if you don't have somebody around. You know, it's not that big of a fucking deal. Mine bought me a Batman Lego Batman toy. So. <laughs> William and I are saving for Bali, yeah. so we decided not to do anything for Valentine's. See, yeah, that's 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 the perfect Valentine. Oh, oh, and uh, yeah. go see, go fucking see Lego Ooh, Batman. Uh, go see Lego uh, Batman. Fifty Shades movie Ugh. Oh, we'll get we'll get to it we'll, we'll let it come yeah, up it's so yeah it's so good it, it's oh what 50 shades <laughs> no lego batman <laughs> oh but i want to talk about 50 shades uh we'll get to it here we go we're gonna okay. go ahead and, yeah do y'all ever wonder what it's like to be a redneck with empathy have you never heard of a southerner who isn't a blathering bigot well, have I got the show for you. It's the Podunk Polymath Podcast, hosted by myself, Chris, and it's the sentiments of a secular, sarcastic, screwed-up Southern SJW and skeptic. You can find me and the show on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, or your favorite podcatcher. Y'all stop on by and take it easy now, okay? All right, so are you guys familiar with the town of Manti here in Utah? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. For those that live outside of the state of Utah, Manti has a pageant that they do. I think every it's every year, I believe, right? Every year, yeah. They do the they do that giant shit show every year. Oh. The, it's the Mormon Miracle Pageant, and it comes around mm-hmm. every year. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints hosts the outdoor spectacle, which attracts thousands of visitors as well as protesters and pamphleteers to the surrounding streets, which are open public forums. And so the reason I bring this up is because Manti has agreed to sell a 1.65 acre portion of yep. 100 East Street in Manti to properties approved to for sale to the LDS Church in Utah. That's right. They're selling off a chunk of the city to the church to keep this stuff from happening. So uh, Manti City Council voted earlier. This comes from the Salt Lake Trib, so it's it's least less biased than Deseret. Yeah. Is, but uh, Manti City Council voted uh, this month to sell off part of the road after the church agreed to pay one hundred and sixty thousand dollars, which is twice the appraised value, saying that the sale would relieve the city's spending on road maintenance and help pay for a new sports complex. Because we need more of those, do we? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That. We need more bars. That's need- equivalent to freedom of speech we actually do need more bars that's actually true it would we need a pub. drunk driving yeah uh we let's see pub. yeah the street would the street would become the latest 
piece of uh, Utah land sold to the state's predominant faith and comes with the threat of a lawsuit by opponents who said the church ownership would block residents' ability to exercise their First Amendment rights. And this comes from the, mm -hmm. uh, would. the ACLU. says, as you may be aware, the ACLU of Utah has litigated these issues in the past. We strongly recommend that the proposed sale be rejected because, you know, mm -hmm. we're all about, you know, making sure people's First Amendment rights are not fucking infringed. So, uh, but of course, the council members, and I can guarantee probably most of them are Mormon, uh, uh, approved the and sale on 1st of February after two public hearings that included input from opponents and supporters. City Administrator Kent Barton said on Thursday, that particular stretch of road isn't highly trafficked, said the officials. The street became a dead end at its intersection with U.S. Highway 89 after 2007. The church owns the land on both sides of the street. But the wow. street itself, so. Uh, that is, of course, until the Mormon miracle pageant comes to town, and that's where we got to the... And so the protesters mm -hmm. are going to be unable to demonstrate at, 100, at 100 East. They would instead be limited to 400 North, which, is, which runs East-West instead of, you know, North-South. Uh, mm -hmm. We feel like the intersection is closed. It services only traffic to the LDS properties, so we approach the church and ask them to buy it. That is not how things are supposed to work in local no, government. <laughs> that's not how it works. You don't... I feel like that might actually be against state law. There might actually... Because you can't... The state has to... If They have to be. open it up for bid. They have to open it up for bid. They can't go to a company or, or, or a oh, church, well, a private they, entity. They own the property on both sides of that road. Why don't we just go ahead and sell them the whole fucking road? Because yeah, no, that's no, not how it works in cities. Just I'm because curious. I own a house on this street and a house across the street from it doesn't mean I get to buy the parcel of land in between that's owned by the fucking city. You don't get to do that. No, and they didn't approach anyone else. They didn't open it up for open bid. Um, that might actually be illegal. I'm, I'm not an expert, but my mom works for the state in purchasing, and she she, she she has to put out bids. Uh, she's not allowed to approach a single company and say, buy this from or or do this job for us. Like they, they have because they're a public entity and all the everyone, everyone but churches, motherfuckers, pay into the taxes to fund it. They all should have a right. They don't get to function like a business. They don't get to go, we have a good relationship. Let's do this. Hmm. Um, oh, you they don't. have. <laughs> no, I mean, they do have the option to be like, well, you know, they, they can, in the process of choosing, say, we've done business with them and we know that they're not screwing the state over and stuff and, and it's gone well. They can put that information into the decision making. Yeah. But they can't just like favor one. They can't just like be like, I'm picking my brother's construction company to build this building. And that's not what she does. I'm just saying, you know, um, because there are ethics laws that they have to abide by. And so when the city actually mm -hmm. approaches the LDS church and says, buy this, if they didn't open it up for bid and, and the fact that they just went to them first and said, buy this, that could be. And again, nobody should take legal advice from a podcast is you know, perspective knowing just a tiny fraction of a bit about this going i i bet the aclu could take a case there because they right. it yeah like i my guess is they could and they what they would need is somebody who says that they would have been interested in purchasing it but weren't even given the opportunity which i'm sure they could find some business or somebody who was harmed 
um and and there you go like well, they, they you know it's like oh i the shitty part about it is that they've shown that they have precedent in this kind of thing with them buying that fucking street on main street you know yeah a prominent fucking road in the middle of salt lake city was sold to the church just so they could put a fucking promenade in it you know mm -hmm. Just and a, that one just pissed me off. Giant middle I finger. That. I use that road all the fucking time. No, no, you don't get to do that anymore. We own it. It's just, and it's even worse when you're out in rural areas. It's like, oh yeah, you can't go through there. That's a that, that's a street that now belongs to the church. And so the way yeah. that they're trying to couch this whole thing, and we'll wrap this one up really quickly here. But the they're trying to say that the city needs a one million dollar needs a million dollars to secure funding funding for a four million dollar sports complex. And the sale of this parcel of land to the church would get them over that mark because they're really embarrassed that kids have had to play soccer in a cemetery area that hasn't been used for graves yet. Like, your sports complex has fuck all to do with, you know, the separation of First Amendment, you know, church and state, you know, not yeah. being able to sell a fucking road to but a church. But if they put it out to bid, if they put it out to bid, they could have got more money. I'm sure they could have. But they're going to say, well, Maybe, we're, well, the LDS church is going to give us twice the amount of money for that. So that that's mm. good because they, they said it, it was one sixty. But they didn't offering. put it out to bid. No, they didn't. And yeah, I just that's, it that's bugs the, the fuck out of me. And I, I hate that they're going to get a pass on this. They're going to get yet another fucking pass on it. Because we live in Mormon Mecca. Hooray. Donate. And, give Throw money at the ACLU, guys. Just yeah. seriously, throw money at it. Throw money at it. You can't volunteer for them. You're not a lawyer, like, unless you are a lawyer. Then you know maybe consider it. And like, recital, we're looking at you. <laughs> throw throw money at it. Just throw your money at it, guys. It's really actually very 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 important. Everyone gets all cynical about the fundraisers, but no, the money is the thing. The what? money, none of it happens without the money. Give them the fucking money. It does not pay to turn up late to an orgy. No. Turn up late to an orgy. People are familiar with the term defrocking, right? I mean, Felicia should know this one. <laughs> this is a right up her alley. Def defrocking. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? Are an we, Italian priest. I can do it. A, an Italian priest by the name of Father Andrea Contin may be, may be defrocked by the Church of Padua. Yes, that Padua from fucking Shakespeare. <laughs> For repeatedly removing said frock at various orgies, nudist retreats, and even sex parties at his own church. I'm going to go up to Padua. That's <laughs> place seems awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, he probably shouldn't have a frock. No. So, like, uh, this comes mm -hmm. from the Hemet Meta's uh, friendly atheist blog at Patheos. Uh, according to a report from UPI, I don't know what UPI is, but. Uh, police began an investigation of Father Contine, 48, police? Yeah, after he was accused as having as many as 30 lovers, taking some of them to French nudist retreats and leading orgies at his small you know Padua church. You know what? Give this guy a fucking job. Somebody pay him a lot of money because this dude was having consensual sex mm -hmm. with adults. Yeah, not kids. Yeah. Amazing that a, a yeah. Catholic... <laughs> Good for him. You know what? Good on you, buddy. Oh, it gets, I, you know that. Oh, hang on. It gets even better. I I didn't read the whole article before I posted it. Okay. <laughs> so, a statement to police by one accuser said that Contine 
always carried a briefcase full of vibrators, sex toys, masks, and bondage equipment. Is he hot? Damn! Tell me he's hot. And Contine also apparently beat this lady and encouraged her to have sex with the horse. So he loses points there. Yeah, now that's that's no (laughs) longer... Sorry. That's gross. Now it's really not okay. Yeah, Mr. Hands does not agree. Because, like, I wasn't out. I wasn't out when you said beat this lady because like they, she might like we've it talked about my yeah, yeah. She, she's into sub. it yeah. if they've had this if they've had this conversation previously i think they might like, be twisting it a little bit I'm, I'm not saying victim blaming i'm not saying not believing the victim or anything here but the police could be twisting it because this is italy they could, yeah they could be making shit mm-hmm. up people could just be making shit up too like because all to be honest, Felicia, if people were to ask like your whether you suffered at the hands of your lover and be like, yes, and I loved every minute, they would just take the yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, it could it could come off real bad. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yes, I have been bruised by my lover. <gasps> so but I liked it. <laughs> the The Independent also reports that Father Contine kept pornographic home videos and covers with the names of various popes. So he hid his porn well. <laughs> Uh, well let's see. done. We probably don't from the horse. He sounds pretty awesome. He sounds let's like see. a rad dude. Like he sounds like he's got a he's got a wild and crazy dad. <laughs> we probably don't want to know what kind of video he labeled Pope Formosus, who is the Pope whose corpse was put on trial <laughs> by the Pope who came after him. Read about this guy. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, because at the very least, it probably involves some sort of ventriloquism. <laughs> Go ahead, it. Yay. <laughs> Oh, okay. No, I want to know what that was. What's on I, the tape? I'm interested. You What's just on the again, tape, Father? As this long is as like a, what was it on train spotting? Where he hid the video on great great soccer goals or something like that, where he took the sex tape. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, <laughs> they made the sex tape and he put it in the the soccer. The oh my soccer god! Game. I can't wait for T two. Yeah. I can't wait. I honestly can't wait because I forgot that the movie ended <laughs> with uh, uh, Ewan McGregor screwing everybody else out of their share of the money. Oh, uh-huh. man, that's going to be a fun movie. <laughs> but anyway, this uh, this priest, another priest identified as Father Cavanazzo. So, oh, wait, no, I know a Capizzo. I know a Capizzo, not a Capizzo, not a Cavanazzo. Admitted to partaking in some of the orgies with Contine, both of them have, of course, also taken vows of celibacy. And probably spent a good time in their life telling people to be more holy. Well, I got I got two, and ladies have three, four. You can't count the urethra because I don't count that with guys either. Because yeah, I see videos of people putting things that don't belong there. No, 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 no. There are toys specifically for that. If you're into it, please use the safe ones. Nothing that's not designed to go in the urethra. I'm not even kidding, guys. Like this is very serious stuff. But also. Do it no. by yourself. Make sure your partner's into it. Like, yeah. have the conversation beforehand. Talking about sex is really fun. And Google purple wand because apparently I've heard wonderful things about this thing. And cut. Don't cock. Don't cock. Don't cock. Hey, how you doing? All right. So if you're a uh, a porn viewer here in Utah and you don't use a VPN, seriously, what the fuck's wrong with you? Oh, wait, actually, I'm not ashamed <laughs> of it, so I just go into private mode. I mean, if yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm- not worried uh, about that one. I just go into private yeah. mode since it doesn't keep shit all over my phone. I mean, I'm sure well, you could point out ways that it does, but the thing is, but the funny thing is, is X Hamster, 
because mm-hmm. us, our legislature here in Utah seems to think that we need to teach everybody else how, how <laughs> sex is to be talked about. X hamster has redirected all traffic from Utah to sex ed videos to promote abstinence only education or to protest abstinence only education. Oh, to protest. Yeah. Abs- protest. Oh, not promote. Wonderful. Sorry. <laughs> so if you went to X hamster in the, the recent week or so, it would, it would, Direct all of the traffic from Utah to a PG-13 sex education videos after lawmakers voted to strike down a bill that would have allowed parents to opt in to comprehensive sex ed. Yes, they struck down comprehensive sex ed. ed you know, opt Again. in. Yeah. Opt in. Comprehensive Again. sex ed. Because. They know better. This belongs taught in the home, which absolutely it does not. Because you want to know what? The last Parents thing aren't educators. They're not. The last thing my I, kids want to hear about is me telling them how they came into the world. Well, let's see. There was a lot of groaning. Yeah, no, there was sorry. a lot of yeah. name calling, and then there was this. And you show them the motions, and you're like, "No, no." <laughs> Actually, no. that might work for keeping kids from having sex ever. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I, I've taken yeah. some sex, uh, sex, sexuality courses, and you know. I'm, pretty well versed in healthy sexuality but i'm still not like i still don't have expert-based curriculum to guide to give kids all the information as somebody who if i had a kid and i do some part-time parenting and he's nowhere near it but it doesn't matter um uh as somebody who still is super sex positive i would actually appreciate a an expert class taught on like, I think that is useful and good. And this isn't just individual to individual. Society as a whole benefits from this. And talking about consent, talking about consent is not something that you can just talk about in the home. This is something that has to come from a social awareness that consent is a big deal. No matter yeah. how long you've been with a person, no matter how many times you've had sex before, consent is always important. And it's the best. So the, it is. the article this- continues. That Utahns yeah. consume most porn per capita of any state uh-huh. in the nation. So last April, yeah. U- Utah Governor Gary Herbert signed a resolution declaring pornography a public health crisis. And today, as we listed the article here, a legis- the legislature voted against comprehensive sex ed in schools in favor of abstinence only, the porn site said in a statement. Beginning immediately, we're rerouting all ex-hamster traffic from Utah to a comprehensive sex ed series called The Box. X Hamsters The Box huh. is a video series featuring real people's questions about everything from taboos, gay, lesbian, fetish, and love. So Pornhub That's also... That's actually really awesome. Well, and Pornhub jumped into it as well. They're like, look, mm-hmm. we're going to have sex ed videos. Like, we, we realize that, you know, not, not everybody's ready for this thing. So we're going to teach you well, that porn is, is fantasy. It's not <laughs> what you should expect. You know? Right, small, yeah. Like, small children... Um, and you can discuss sex with small children when they start asking questions. Yeah, um, right. I, I'm one of those parents that doesn't lie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Williamson asked how the babies had a monkey, or the babies had a monkey. The monkeys had a baby, <laughs> and I said they had sex. That was the end of the conversation, because he didn't ask follow-up questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's all the kid yeah. wants. Is just, yeah, oh. right. All right. Like, that's when they go, what's sex? Oh. But like, yeah, and if he, and then he is eventually going to ask that. It's going to be like when, uh, when two grown ups bring their bodies together. Like, that's kind of how you can explain it 
to somebody who's young. Like you don't yeah. need to go into the nitty gritty because they're not going to understand it. Yeah. Like they're mm-hmm. not. And as they get more and more curious, you explain, but you don't, but, and, and it's something, you know, one of the things that we've said to him is like, if there's movies where they're, they're getting kind of sexually explicit or something and he sees it, we go, dude, you're too young for this. You will not understand it yet. That's all we say is you won't understand <laughs> it yet. So not state- that you can't <laughs> ever. <laughs> State Representative Brian King, who introduced House Bill 215, originally introduced it to protect kids from the, quote, aggressive efforts by pornography sites across the world in attempting to reach our children and educate them about sex ed, arguing that porn websites want to be so-called teachers of sex ed. No, they want you to consume their product, but they want you to also realize that this is expert level. You need to this know is, the basics this is, here. This is porn, the porn industry, and I and and companies like Pornhub and apparently X Hamster. Yeah. Um, they are very serious efforts to be ethical because porn has, because of social stigmas against sex and seeing it, has turned it into a shady underground thing. And there has yeah. been some ethical issues in the industry, but luckily, because these companies have said, look. We're not ashamed of what we do here, and they shouldn't be. And no. we take them. We actually give a shit about being ethical. We don't want to be education for kids. X Hamster has better, better amateur stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, it, there is there is absolutely nothing wrong with porn existing. It has always existed. It's gonna keep existing. Yeah, like, one of one of the earliest artifacts that we have of humanity is fertility idols with big old hits and we have we have stone dildos from 12,000 years ago you know polished the stuff the stuff existed yeah. and it's going to continue to exist because we for everybody that wants to think that we're so far detached from the animal world no uh, not really no our no, main drive is to fucking close. propagate the species that's about what it feel is good. you know yeah, yeah. well and yeah so feel good comes with you, it but sex is actually really important Sex is actually really important and not just for making babies because we it's actually a side effect since you only result in a baby every 100 times, every 100 times having sex on average, yeah. on average. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> average. Um. Every 100 times. <laughs> but no comments. I bet you you're not really keeping track. <laughs> oh, no, I, I can count on my hands. Uh. <laughs> uh, but it, so it takes it, on average in the yeah so it's, it's you know you can you can technically flip a penny 100 times and land it on heads every time that for, for my for my possible. oldest well let's let's try to have a kid and it worked <laughs> for the twins for the twins i'm just feeling but, a bit randy hey twins hey <laughs> uh, but it does but the thing is that uh we it, it isn't the primary thing that happens during sex yeah. Um, most of the time, it does not. The vast majority of the time. Well, and let's even not compared to other mammals, does not result in pregnancy. Let, let's not forget that the female, it. the female vagina and uterus is built to destroy sperm. <laughs> oh yeah, it really got, you know what? yeah. It, it, pregnancy is a hell of a thing to take on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so th- let's let the website get the last word here. The X hamster says, while we love porn, we don't think that it should be relied on for sex ed any more than Star Wars is a good substitute for science class. Son of a bitch! That's fucking perfect! 
I love these guys. <laughs> I love. I like that porn. A fantastic sentiment. Go to adamandeve.com. Really is. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. But he also went after a disabled reporter, mocked and mimicked him. On Wrong. Him. He has consistently denied what is Wrong. a very clear fact that Google Donald Trump Iraq, and you will see the dozens of sources which verify that he was for the invasion of Iraq. Wrong. He was borrowing $14 million from his father to start his businesses. Well, we said we weren't going to talk about it for a while because we honestly thought the last Trump roundup that we did was going to be the last Trump roundup that we would ever have to do because this was prior to the election. But unfortunately, he is our president. And I this is going to be a thing for a while. Yeah, uh, until he gets until something happens. I'm not going to say until what the because Republicans, until the Republicans feel they can't use him anymore to complete their agendas and his craziness mm -hmm. has gone too far, then they'll impeach him and act like they were the fucking heroes the whole time. Yeah, that's my that that's sounds my about right. Yeah. So we're, we're jumping back to if you go to Vice News, they have a, a tracker that keeps everything listed of what happens day to day within the Trump administration. <laughs> and I mean, big old letters at the top of the page. This is not normal <laughs> because it really isn't. Uh, day 15. This was February 3rd. We're jumping back a little bit. Kellyanne Conway made a mis made up a massacre that never happened and then later admitted oh. it was a mistake. This is the Bowling Green Massacre. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Here's the thing. She's actually referenced this and she references in two uh -huh. earlier interviews. This she, is not this the first was time. A lie. No, she she mm -hmm. got caught on it. And that's why she said it was um she misspoke. She absolutely did not misspeak. No. She knew what she was doing. She was manufacturing this. She was trying they were trying mm -hmm. to manufacture this. Well, and I, I pointed it out to Kellyanne Conway on Twitter. I mean, I didn't get anything back from it, but like she said, when she misspoke, she said a wrong phrase or a wrong word. I wrote back to her and I said this, this quote to her. It was her words. I said, and this is what she said. I bet it's brand new information to people that President Obama had a six month ban on the Iraqi refugee program after two Iraqis came here to this country, were radicalized, and then they were masterminds behind the Bowling Green Massacre. It didn't get covered. And I said, Please point out to me which word in there was a, a misspeaking, you know, what was the term that you used that was wrong there? Because that is whole cloth bullshit that you just sold people. That's, yeah. yeah, they that's weren't not, radicalized after they came here. No, they, they were there. Already, yeah, yeah, they were there and were radicalized. Uh, that They were already radical. Then they came here, um, had some... Had, yeah, here's, here's, the exa here's the exact the story that happened to these guys. In 2011, the FBI arrested two al-Qaeda terrorists from Iraq living as refugees in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Neither was charged with planning an attack in the U.S., let alone com committing a massacre. In 2013, they both pled guilty to federal charges because they found a bomb, an IED, in Iraq that hurt service members. And they are now serving lengthy sentences in prison. So, as they should. Yeah, because they, yeah. Killed, they were attacking people. So. All right, let's see. How about uh, Trump suggests moral equivalency between U.S. and Russia? This is his thing where he's like, oh, we got what, what we think we're, our hands are so clean. You know, where the president, the paragon of the United States, you know, government, our face to the rest our, of the world. Mm -hmm. Our representative to the world <laughs> said that right. America doesn't have hands as clean you know because we're just like putin we're, we do just as bad stuff you know except the whole killing journalist thing 
and Sorry. locking up people that are not religious. We've done bad you know? things too, guys. We've done bad things too. Look at well, we look at what we've have. done too. We've made a lot of mistakes. I've been against yeah. the Iraq war from the beginning. We've no. made a lot of mistakes. Right. But there is a difference between undermining and stealing democracy from your people, Putin. And Putin. 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 And doing and and, and being imperfect. Um and, and making some very serious and egregious mistakes. Like I don't want to make yeah. it sound like, oh, ours are forgivable. I'm not saying they are, but I'm saying there's a very different reality between the two things they are but and if, if you're gonna if you're gonna go there if you're gonna go to that level of equivalence yeah nobody is innocent in the world no no that's what i was gonna no say country specifically but i mean but yeah no individual is, is not complicit in these things so it doesn't work okay yeah. let me let's put it this way it just Russia doesn't work has done as many horrible things as we have but then they've done more yes. and worse yes there you go yeah yeah and i i remember reading earlier this week about how i think we're uh russia is going to start arming al-qaeda i think is what they said uh to help fight syria or something i can't remember exactly what the story was and there were a lot of people and admittedly us folks on the liberal left, we, we're quick to attack just about anything. And I kind of had to point out to some people, like, look, we, <laughs> we armed Al-Qaeda, which was at the time yeah. in, in Afghanistan, you know, the Taliban and all that stuff. We armed mm -hmm. them against Russia. So, you, don't, we, you know, we don't have the moral high ground here on this kind of thing. But the, but the point is, is, like, that was like 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the moral high ground, but we are allowed to say we're outraged now. Well, we know what genie we've lit out of the bottle now. Not to use culturally yeah. appropriation terms there, but you know we know well, the gin uh, uh, that we're yeah. fighting against. But all right, how about let's see? Uh, Trump falsely accusing the media of ignoring terrorist attacks. We know uh -huh. about that one. Uh, Trump he now says. Trump now says that any negative polls are fake news. Any this polls. one. Yes. This one pissed me the fuck off. As well it should. Well, this should piss everybody. Yeah. I mean, because... delegitimizing any news because it disagrees with your personal narrative is uh, conservative. <laughs> I can't think of a I can't think of a horrible enough word to describe <laughs> it really. Conservative. If Obama had said oh god, if Obama had said this, I would have been pissed. Um any negative polls are lies because he wouldn't have said fake news but if he'd said any negative polls are lies people like what i'm doing you would have lost your goddamn shit as well you should have yeah i would have lost my shit with you i would have been like oh what yeah no, no that's that's not a cool thing to say that's not you don't know <laughs> but now that your guy is saying it like it's mm -hmm. not a big deal yeah like, no, hypocrite <laughs> you yeah. bunch of fucking hypocrites <laughs> How about, uh, let's see. see it. That's the sad part. How, did you guys see the White House list of 78 underreported terror attacks that was full? I mean, oh, chock full of, full of spelling errors. Of, <laughs> yeah. Really? It was 
I mean, really I, I don't mean to get grammar Nazi on people because, but I, as a copy editor no, for years and years no. and years, oh, yeah, the White yeah, House, yeah. the White House, we get to get grammar yeah. Nazi. Yeah. On. As as Kyle or Felicia can say, like anytime someone puts something uh-huh. into the group chat that we're talking about, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I put the asterisk next to the right word, <laughs> like God damn it, X. <laughs> I actually find it useful. But most of us are like, <laughs> yeah. oh wait, yeah, fuck, I messed up on that one. But you know, we have to realize oh, it. Yeah. it. It is type chatting on a fucking phone most of the time. And, yeah, but the. The seventy-eight underreported casual conversation. Yeah, so. the right. seventy-eight underreported ones includes many attacks that journalists widely covered, such as the Pulse Orlando nightclub shooting, the Paris Wild attacks economy. in twenty fifteen. I watched the Charlie Hebdo thing on fucking live CNN. Dude, I posted Je suis mm-hmm. Charlie. <laughs> it's yeah. Those are not. <laughs> God damn it! If anything, those. If anything, a lot of those were overreported. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because we missed out on smaller news, but terribly important stuff. Yeah. Or how about the, uh, let's see, the signing statements that he released just this week with the, the three uh, anti crime bills that he came out with, where uh, even me. people that are like in law enforcement are like, these don't mean anything. These have absolutely nothing to do. <laughs> like, oh, we're going to break the cartel. No, you're not. <laughs> Well, that follows up on his fucking promise to send troops into Mexico. Oh my god, could you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) And he's citing first false murder statistics for all this thing, especially Mm -hmm. crime statistics. He's trying to say, crime is the worst Mm -hmm. it's ever been in this country. Like, no. After doing this show for a year, I've watched these things. (laughs) Way higher in the 1950s. You remember Leave it to Beaver and how everyone thought that it was better? No, actually... School violence, school shooting, like not shootings, well, shootings too. Um, kids dying, uh, violent crime, murder, all of those were way fucking up. That's this back is when the, the, this is, is that when America was great, you guys? Is that when America was great? When that's we had back when the, uh, the good old days. Yeah, the good old days when the snowflakes weren't allowed like to let black people drink from the same water fountains because it would offend yeah. them somehow. Yep, the rights to the snowflakes. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, let's see. They're Trump right said Trump said that he would destroy <laughs> a state senator over the opposition to civil civil forfeiture. Forfeiture. Yep. Fuck, I can't speak. Uh, he's. They're like, oh, he was kidding about that. The president no, is not wasn't. allowed to kid about these things. He's not allowed. No. There were a bunch of uh, sheriffs that were meeting with uh, Trump, and the, one of them said, "Yeah, I've got a senator that's giving me a hard time about our forfeiture laws that we have." Where. The government shouldn't be able to take any of your shit until after you're proven guilty on something. Yeah, civil forfeiture is like a serious, it's a serious problem that really needs to be addressed. Um, What is it? It's Fourth Amendment, isn't it? The the legal search and seizure, so. Yeah. (sighs) And and conservatives should be losing their fucking minds on this one. Nope, they're not. You think they would, (laughs) but they don't care because it only affects affects bad guy. Yep. I know I come off as super duper liberal, but there are actually some conservative concepts where I'm like, okay, that's worth considering. Not not the overall policy, but well, you know, you don't you don't have to into a system. You don't have to couch it here. Uh, if we had the conservative party that existed before the religious right took over, I might actually yeah. consider voting for some people in those offices because Absolutely. I agree with a lot of their stuff, but ever since they've been right. co-opted by the religious I can't in good conscience consider myself a conservative because being a fiscal conservative also means that you're a social conservative these days. 
There's there's no middle in there's no middle ground in any of this shit. You can't you can't in good conscience vote for anybody on the right without being considered a social right person. And and that's the problem <laughs> is like um I, I mean I do want to have discussions about the balance of power, about role of government. I think mm-hmm. those are really valid and important conversations to have. The problem is that this isn't about the role of government. They sit there and say they're for smaller government, but their government is bigger and stronger and harder on everyone. Everybody, yeah. When the liberals, when the big government, quote unquote, big government, people have to be like, no, you can't just record everyone's phone calls. Go fuck yeah. yourself. That is not, that is not conservatism. And I can have these discussions. I actually think there I are enjoy some valid having these yes. conversations. Well, they, because there I are think they're valid. useful. Yes. They're useful. And yes, you know what? If people bitched and moaned. They're like, I can't tell the difference between the parties. Well, it's because mm. you're not paying attention to the fucking nuance. I nope. want it to be more like, <laughs> I want it to be more like, I can't, there's not a big difference between the two. I want small, tiny, nuanced differences. That's what I want. I don't. <laughs> How about uh, Nordstrom firing back at Trump for saying that Ivanka's clothes weren't selling? <laughs> How about the whole Ivanka Trump thing? Should we talk about that for a second? And we'll we'll make this brief because we need to wrap it up here. Uh, Ivanka okay. was not going to have her clothing line carried by Nordstrom Nordstrom anymore because that's how capitalism works. If your shit isn't selling, you don't. It, they're not going to keep carrying it. And I so Nordstrom said they're going to drop it. And yeah. Trump goes on the fucking warpath about this whole thing. My daughter has been treated so unfairly by Nordstrom. She's a great no. person, always pushing me to do the right thing. Terrible. Uh, that doesn't mm-hmm. matter, motherfucker. And We're then, not buying, nobody's and buying then, shit anymore. And I'm getting way so fucking wrapped up in Twitter. I, I it's become it's, one of my new favorite things yeah, in the world. It's, it's become it's become amazing, really. Yeah, and so one of my favorite things to do is to see who retweeted certain things, and mm-hmm. the official POTUS, you know. President mm-hmm. of the United States Twitter retweeted Donald J. Trump's exact fucking one about here about Ivanka not being treated fairly. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Kellyanne Conway goes on the fucking news and <laughs> tells people to go buy Ivanka stuff, even though she's representing <laughs> the president and standing in the fucking press briefing area, the White House briefing room with Fox and Friends saying... Yeah. Uh, what was what was the exact quote? I can't see. I, I'm going to give it a free commercial here. It's a wonderful line. Yeah, I own some of it. Did you guys see what happened? Did you, did you guys see what happened? What, a bunch happened? of celebrities with a ton of money went on shopping sprees uh-huh. at Nordstrom's and didn't. And they 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 went and supported the fuck out of Nordstrom's. And no, uh-huh. they did not buy any Ivanka Trump stuff left. No, they went. Oh, we're going to go support them now. They did that in direct response to Kellyanne Conway's mm-hmm. free commercial. I can't remember. Was like, it Samantha B that that took well, pictures in front of the White House? I can't remember which which celebrity it was, but she had all of her Nordstrom bags with all of her friends with their Nordstrom bags, and they were standing in front of the White House and they took a selfie. I was like, Pat "That's Nosel, funny shit." Pat mm-hmm. Oswalt was like, "What's the best music to put to my shopping at Nordstrom's montage?" Oh, oh, oh and, and RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> RuPaul. RuPaul said, "Sugar walls." It's fucking bad. Oh. oh, and it's well the the uh, the push the pushback is not just from consumers. Their stock went up. Yeah, it went up seven percent two days after yeah. this happened. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Their stock went up. Nordstrom dropped 
Ivanka's line. So that tells me that America. Nobody, everybody said, fuck you, Trump. Yeah. I think uh, the... even the people buying the stock, how that, that, that's I awesome. Wanna, I'm going to speak on this a little bit later, but I want to talk about this. This is a symbol of the fact that they're not winning, you guys. They can, no matter what laws mm-hmm. they pass, mm-hmm. no matter how much they try to control us, they can't. There's yeah. too many of us now who know the difference. And we're out we there. We know. Yeah, we're you, out. You know, we, we've had congressional insiders come out and say, look, if you really want to affect change, this is how you do it. And we've mm-hmm. taken that and we've ran with it. And did, these right? fuckers don't know how to react to this shit. They mm-hmm. do not know. Yeah. The so, archaic religious or authoritarian controls that have worked for decades don't work anymore. Too I mean, many of us know that there is nothing wrong with being a woman, with being trans, with being gay, with being disabled. Too many of us have grown up seeing Stephen Hawking be one of the most brilliant people on the planet. Too many of us have watched Roots growing up. We have come here. We have seen this. We are here. Too many of us have actually had people of color as friends. Too many of us know. Yeah. They can't silence us. They can't stop us. And they can't turn it. They can't shut us down now. Because America's melting pot is fucking winning. And yes, their laws are bullshit. But they're not going to win. Nope. Now, so you know the the best part about that tweet that Trump sent out? Yeah. You know what was happening in the world when he was paying attention to Nordstrom? What was that? Fucking North Korea. <laughs> North Korea, North Korea was launching an ICBM. You know, just Aww. testing things out, the typo dong. Yeah. <laughs> and where where was our, where was the commander in chief's attention? Nordstrom, Nordstrom. his daughter's uh, on Nordstrom. product line on his daughter's mm-hmm. business. Yeah, and not to and get department store, and not to get too. And we're we're gonna end. On, I'm gonna end it after this last little statement here, but not to get too Alex Jonesy here. But you know how Trump is in Mar-a-Lago right now on the weekend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Guess who mm-hmm. else's mm-hmm. airplane is landed nearby there in Florida? Russia. One a Russian billionaire's plane. <gasps> Mm-hmm. that has Shocked. met with him before who made a stop in Geneva to pick up oh wait I could probably guess would be a lot of money to bring it down here to America oh and they're talking mm-hmm. about giving Snowden mm-hmm. I mean I'm I'm full on buying into the, the, uh, the what the hell is it the conspiracy theory because there are just way <laughs> too many goddamn red flags yeah this isn't conspiracy theory anymore this is there's something there. This is not. Well, I, this is not Jade Helm. This is not anywhere near that. This is more that. the NSA. <laughs> this is more. This isn't Jade Helm. This is more the NSA. As the government's listening to everyone's phone calls, right. it's more like that. It's it's more like yeah. you know. I have a flight path that I can check on the computer, and I can see right. where that landed nearby to where the president currently is meeting with Shinzo Abe. Where no, but Chaffetz mm-hmm. Chaffetz will investigate Hillary's emails again. 33 but, times. You know, 33 times line, for Benghazi. 33 fucking line, times. His line, his line in the sand is the law. Oh. Oh, and we're going to get to oh. Jason Chaffetz in our feature section next yeah. episode in Wednesday when you guys get to it. But right. Because he's claiming we're, we were astroturfed. Hi, this is Dan, Ryan, and Matt with the Godless Revolution podcast. We've had a lot of great guests on this show. 
such as Russell Glasser, Dan Errol, Brian Fields, David Silverman, Doug Mesner, a.k.a. Lucian Greaves, and Joey Kirkman, whom we love a lot. We've also had a lot of really cool local guests. And we're a podcast that likes to fight for the separation of church and state and against anti-skepticism of all kinds. You should give us a listen, because if you don't, you're going to be really sad. Make your ears happy. Listen to the Godless Revolution podcast. All right. So joining us for the interview segment of this week's Utah Outcast, we have Scott Smith from the Recovering from Religion podcast. Welcome. Glad to have you aboard. Thanks, Chris. And thanks for having me. It's wonderful. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out his podcast, go check it out. It's the Recovering from Religion podcast. How many episodes have you guys put out so far? We have 12 and we're working on 13. Ooh, and the, the latest one that they put out was about Scientology. And that's that's my pet project for like the longest time. When I was a really close to coming out of being a, a Baptist kid. Well, I mean, this was this was when I was in the agnostic portion of it, you know. When they when you're a person of faith, you believe like you should have something that you should continue to believe in, even if it's not the the thing that you were brought up with. So I, I tell people on the show all the time I was looking into just about anything at the time and Scientology happened to be one of the ones that I actually looked into pretty heavily and thankfully places like Xenu.net were a thing and Operation Clambake was a thing. So I I managed to dodge that bullet pretty handily, so that, that was really nice. But anyway, not enough about me. Scott, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you aboard. Well, I'm glad to be here. Okay, so let's see. Recovering from Religion podcast, do you actually, uh, do you do anything with the nonprofit itself, or is it just the podcast that you do? Yes, I'm a volunteer on the Hotline Project as a hotline Ooh. agent, and I've been doing that since, uh, let's see, September 2016. I'm sorry, 2015. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I helped take calls and um, that and along with being the uh, co-host of the podcast is my involvement with Recovering from Religion. I'm also a supervisor and mentor on the hotline as well. That's a very awesome project nice. that, that the, the that RFR does, because I remember when they first announced it, I think it was at um, was it at the American Atheist Convention that they announced it or was it a little bit before that? I can't remember in 2015, I think is when it was, uh, but they were Not asking sure. for all the. They were asking for all the volunteers and anybody that could, you know, donate some time to operate a switchboard to, to actually help out with that project. And it's it's very worthwhile. If anybody's really looking into it, I, I suggest highly that if if you feel like you could be uh, a a listening voice to somebody that might be having a, a crisis of faith, I suggest that you look into it pretty, pretty quickly you because know, it's pretty awesome. Activism activism is is really important right now. A lot of people are looking for a way to get involved, and uh, I think that we're going to see a lot of people who are dealing with a lot more fear around leaving religion, especially with the powers that be making it like yeah, normal if, if, if or we, something. If we get rid of that Johnson Amendment, but it's going to be <laughs> even harder for people to leave religion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it's going uh, to make organizations like the the shit, the yeah. freedom from religion <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah. recovering from religion is even even more important. If you consider yourself one of the feelers, like if you, you know, maybe this would be a really good use of your time. You don't have to save the world. Just saving one person is enough. Just helping one person is enough. Yeah, that's well put. So, Scott, uh, yeah. give us give us a little bit of information about yourself. Uh, who are you? Who Who is Scott Smith? If you have a, a quick rundown that you could do. I mean, besides being the podcast host and the volunteer for the RFR, but. Well, I was born and raised in the center of the universe for culture and sophistication, Kentucky. Ooh, yeah. I've got a friend that lives yeah. in Kentucky. I love that. Well, actually, I, I went to Fort Knox, so I don't love that place so much. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, they got an ark, so uh, they got that going for them. 
Have you been? And yeah. they're really not that far behind in the times. Uh, last month, I got I gravity, know. so we're doing pretty good. <laughs> um, but uh, I was born and raised there, born uh, Southern Baptist. Yay! You know, their belief says you can't get into heaven without a covered dish. So uh, <laughs> I, uh, decades, I worked my way out of that. I got kicked out of Sunday school for asking too many questions. Oh, hey, Kyle. Kyle, just like Kyle right yeah. here. <laughs> and I wasn't that annoying kid, and I certainly wasn't the genius kid, but I stumped my teachers almost every Sunday, and it was agreed I probably shouldn't go back to Sunday school. So that was my first doubt. After that, uh, someone bet me $5 that the Bible said, that a woman shouldn't teach a man anything. And I took the bet, lost it, and from there I decided to read the Bible from cover to cover. My oh, first boy. wife was a Southern Baptist minister's daughter. Uh-oh. <laughs> what the hell was I thinking, right? <laughs> I know, right? That's all right. Never the preacher's my daughter. Never. Wasn't good either. My, <laughs> my first marriage was bad too. It's fine. <laughs> well, they, they do call it the starter marriage, don't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's the first time I got to see the inside of the church and realized it was just a business like any other business. <laughs> and um, after that, it, it took decades for me to to make the the leap from being a Baptist to atheist. It took uh, probably three decades, I guess. But uh, I've been involved with uh, recovering from religion for uh, close to two years now. And um, it, it's pretty cool. And now we live in beautiful San Antonio, Texas, where it's 75 degrees and brown and gray. And the grass is weird as shit in, in San Antonio. Sorry, that's that's the one thing I noticed when I took a visit out there. Uh, because we were visiting the base out there as well. <laughs> for the Air Force. I can't remember the name of it, though. That's where my dad got in, inducted. But uh, we were staying we were staying out there because my old man was working for the, for the government at the time. And we were staying at their place. And it, like, it was just minutes away from SeaWorld. <laughs> so, right. Well... The funny thing about San Antonio, and I don't have to tell you about this, but it's a, it's a 30 minute drive to just about anywhere because the way this is, the city is set up, it's like two big concentric circles. It's, it's crazy. Nobody wants to hear about traffic though. So how, how are you enjoying it, enjoying it in Southern Texas right now? Is it, is it, are you, is the atmosphere there better than Kentucky? Would you say? Ooh, I wouldn't say better. It's different. <laughs> um, in oh, bless Kentucky, your heart. <laughs> yeah. In in Kentucky, it's more uh, Southern Baptist. Here, mm -hmm. it's definitely more Catholic. Uh, really? Oh, that's right. That makes sense. Yeah, that's uh, right. Both of our next door neighbors are Catholic, so I'm a Catholic sandwich. And um, <laughs> you're the meat, though. That's okay. That's a, a lot of Catholics like <laughs> not the Eucharist. Are real lazy about religion. Like a lot yeah. of them are super lazy. Like eh, Easter and Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, so I'm let's sorry, see. Uh, have you ever have you ever actually been to Utah before? Have you ever been to the fair state of Utah or traveled through? I would say, I did travel through, and I must say, it's probably the most scenic state I've ever driven through with all the rock formations, and gorgeous. you feel like you're on a roller coaster. See, I I went through the um, southwest corner going into oh. Nevada, oh, Arizona, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I loved That's a it. Great drive, yeah. yeah. We've, but, uh, but I've never spent any time there. Yeah, in between. Uh, the places that you were visiting, so that was southern Utah, so that would be mm -hmm. uh, like St. George and places like that near the border where you go into Arizona and Nevada mm -hmm. and everything. But uh, uh, from about those towns to like you reach Provo, there's like a vast expanse nothing. of nothing. Yeah. It's right. beautiful too, though. It is gorgeous. Well, it, I'll admit yeah, it. But... It is. It is. It is. But you have to go. You have to go a little bit east to get the really pretty stuff. 
But you yeah. were, okay, do you remember in the last crusade where the train is going through and it's like a wide expanse and there's shit sagebrush everywhere? <laughs> that's yeah. what that's what that's what it looks like if you get up a little bit before you hit Provo. Like Yeah. So it it, if anybody like enjoyed Westworld, West. if anybody enjoyed Westworld, it looks like Westworld. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> well, it looks like yeah, that's they they did a lot of filming. Yeah. 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 Uh let's see. You answered the atheist all your life or later in life question that I always ask people that are on the show. Uh, do you are you a drinker? Do you imbibe? Uh, from time to time. Do you have a favorite booze or beer? Because that's that tells a lot about a person. We we tend to find out. Well, I've experienced the only good thing that came out of Kentucky is bourbon, <sighs> and uh, I do have now. a taste for bourbon. Um, I like Maker's Mark considerably. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's quite four good. roses, single barrel is really good. As far as beer, I like. Uh, good Effie Weissen. I was stationed in Germany for three years, and I love wheat beer. Ooh, what <laughs> I was in Swineford. Swineford. Okay, we were in Bitburg a long, okay. long, long, like Reagan was still president was long ago. Town? <laughs> that, 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 yeah. doesn't, that wasn't met in a derogatory way. Like, my literal question was, that that would be pig town, right? Like, yeah. I'm sure that exactly. their history has something to do with pig. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> when we were living in Germany at the time, they, there was a thing where you know americans like to eat corn they don't really eat corn in germany because that's what they feed their cattle right and their pigs oh, yeah. <laughs> that's i was uh, not originally stationed in west germany and then the wall fell and all of a sudden i was stationed in germany so that was oh. pretty cool yeah we cool. we left prior to that going down we were there when there was the yeah. all the turmoil going on with the fire hoses being turned on people and and we were there when Reagan came for a visit. So that was oh. kind of interesting. That was God. that was the year I was born. Shut 1989. up. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, see, no, this was this was like six years prior to that, Felicia. I'm old as fuck. <laughs> so anyway, let's see. Uh, have you ever had very much experience with uh, people of our local faith, the, the Mormons? I mean, I know they exist pretty much everywhere, but not in the the per capita that we have out here in Utah. But I mean, yeah, I'm sure, surely you've run into a few before. Well, actually I haven't. However, we do. I got some I can send your way. (laughs) No, (laughs) No, thank you. We, we do get a lot of uh, calls on the hotline from Mormons, particularly in Utah. And I tell you, every faith of course is different, especially when it comes to leaving that faith and maybe Mormonism is almost the hardest faith to leave outside of Islam. And uh, it can be rough. You almost have to move. If you decide to stay, then your life is just screwed up. Yeah, because that is your entire social construct. That is your, pretty much your entire world is is the church when you are a Mormon in Utah. My boyfriend, uh, he worked for a company. His boss wanted him to sit with the missionaries. He did. He went through all the lessons, got to the end, went, nope. So he got fired. Well, they they made his job a living hell until he quit. But like the idea was to push him out. Right. Ah, good old Utah, right to work state, and especially where we don't mm-hmm. have uh, uh, religion as a protected class in this state. So there's right. a lot of people that have to stay in the closet living here because yeah. if they're, you're out, very jobs you can have. get fired. So, right. Luckily, as a government employee, me and Kyle as well, <laughs> we don't have to worry about that as much. So that's kind of nice. I work, uh, for a, I work for a company that would be that they, they would be ashamed. <laughs> if, 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 I, I mean, I put my atheist creds 
uh, from volunteering for Atheists of Utah on my resume. Because <laughs> so... <laughs> that's a lot of fucking work. <laughs> yes. So this this is a very much a, a podcast. You don't have to worry about this getting around to people uh, people of faith or anything, Scott. So uh, because this is an atheist, I, I hate to use the term because it's not what the way you're supposed to use it. But this is a safe space for atheists. There's people for them to tell them tell their stories, to listen to people in the same kind of group. You know, the same in group tell their stories and everything. But the reason I leave it with that preface there: what is the most tooth grinding thing that people of faith can possibly do around you? Hmm kind of an Let's, esoteric question but because there's a lot i'm sure but uh when i'm debating someone and they say i'll pray for you oh that kind of gets me <laughs> and i uh i, I have to pref if, if it's a little old lady i'm having a conversation with that i mentioned my wife's sick and she says i'll pray for you i don't mind that that's yeah that's kind of cool but they're if i'm debating trying, someone if i'm debating someone and they end with that i always say uh, that's okay, but I'd rather for you to pray for the victims of uh, child sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. Boom! That, that, that shuts them up. <laughs> yeah. That works. That's amazing. So, uh, let's see. The last one that we have for our usual lightning round that we ask everybody for questions about here is uh, what? what is your... Uh, we've, we've heard that you said that there was a lot of people that call from the LDS faith that uh, that are having a trouble getting out, but do you have an honest opinion about the LDS Church? That have, I mean, you don't know a whole ton about them. I'm sure you you're, you know enough being an atheist and especially working for RFR that you you know enough about them. But do you have an honest opinion about the church in proper, you know, like the the entire hierarchy of it? Well, I think there's negative and positive to almost every belief. And there's definitely a positive to the Mormon belief. And that positive is underwear. Those underwear <laughs> look like the most comfortable goddamn pair of underwear I've ever seen. And they're hard to find. You can now, find anything on Amazon, but these underwear. Here's the and thing. I finally found one web place, <laughs> one uh, website that has them, and they're kind of pricey. But I don't want to get them anyway because we're going to do an upcoming episode on Mormonism. <laughs> and guess what? I'm going to be wearing when I do that <laughs> podcast. <laughs> See, and I did. You a couldn't pay me to wear them. You could not pay me. To, well, you could pay me. You could pay me money. But yeah, oh, the, like the weird every part day, of it gets expensive. Yeah, the weird the weird part is they they have I don't know if they still do but they used to have uh, Masonic symbols embroidered they, on them. They should still have like a little the clump of like uh, stitching where like one's the square, another one's like an angle, and then uh, it's weird as shit. There, that that yeah. website wouldn't happen to be MormonsSecret.com, would it be? Because I was wondering because I I listened to your guys' show just this afternoon about Scientology, and I was like. Oh, they're looking for garments. I know places to look for these things. So, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, Mormon secret. Yep, there you That's go. It. Yeah, there it is. And so now it all of a sudden makes sense why I put that link into our show chat when we were talking earlier today because they're like, <laughs> why the fuck is X putting pictures of guys wearing garments into the? <laughs> I do not even question. It's I'm just born. like, all right, look at this. It's uh, <laughs> X is on a new kink for some reason. <laughs> No, for both the tops and bottoms, it's going to be about sixty-five dollars. I think that's probably about what you would normally pay. Yeah, the, really. The, I can and, get sexy lingerie for that, like but, European. <laughs> now, I I know some people that could possibly be on their way out that still have their login information for the LDS.com website, and you can order them from there. 
So I might have to see if I can, if we can find something to shake loose. Maybe we can get you a pair that's, because we had a friend buy a, uh, <laughs> what the hell was it? It was a, a field kit for, uh, uh, what the hell is a sacrament <laughs> where, mm-hmm. you know, it had little trays with the little cups and mm-hmm. we did shots off yeah. of those. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, they were teeny tiny, so it took quite a few, but still it was, it was kind of funny that somebody was using something that other people find so ceremoniously like sanctified that, you know, <laughs> here we are doing the devil's juice out of it. It's just, you, know, you guys are so evil. <laughs> that can't be very satisfying. Those cups are really tiny. They were really tiny. I remember when I first went to a Mormon church and I was like, they passed those. I was like, okay. Little I mean, tiny. we <laughs> tiny we, water cups. I mean, like, like there's like a whole thing around ours. Like everyone has to get up mm-hmm. and you have to go to the priest and then he like sticks a really shitty cracker in your mouth that you can only wash down yeah, with the world's worst wine. And then like the Mormons would be like, um, Catholics promote alcoholism in church. I was like, oh, okay. It's the worst <laughs> wine. If that's the only wine you ever taste no. in your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so just a little bit of background information for people no. that, that might not know. Yeah. Uh, they do water and Wonder Bread in most Mormon churches because <laughs> they, they don't not do the crackers. Not even the good Wonder Bread. No, it's most the Most of cheap, the people who like buy the, like the really shitty, super poverty level... It's the duck. It's, it's duck bread, is what it is, really. Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's the kind where the loaf has it marked with a black marker on the top of it because they can't sell it to humans anymore. <laughs> uh, because the church is already taking ten percent. You, you, the other funny thing people not know, might not know about uh, going to Mormon communion is or sacrament, as they call it, uh, they have to bring the bread from home. The church does not provide mm-hmm. it. Really? What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. can afford to build a goddamn mall. Yeah, but they can't a, buy bread. A two billion dollar uh-huh. mall in downtown Salt Lake, but no, we can't give we can't give crackers or bread to our people going to churches. You have to bring that from home. <laughs> can't you just stay home and eat it there? That's a great question. Yeah, you probably could. I can think of yeah, better ways of spending three hours on yeah. a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, but then you then you can't get your uh, your your cheap ass bread blessed by a thirteen year old. With that, probably didn't wash his hands and tore uh, it up yeah. with ants by hand and just ugh, ugh, it's mm-hmm. gross well at least you know they're not masturbating because they hate their penises no they hate them so much that they- <laughs> <laughs> the shit out of it <laughs> <laughs> well scott uh it's about that time where we should probably be getting moving on it's, it's been a real wonder having you on the show where thankfully you had time on your wonderful saturday night that you could join us to do this quick little interview uh do you got anything you want to plug before you take off Sure. If you want to volunteer for the hotline project, that's a great way to give back to the community. And it's also a great way to hear a lot of stories. And that's the secondary benefit. And it's really easy to volunteer. And once you get going, you don't leave your own home. It's all over the internet. All you need is like earbuds or headset. And it's the only thing I've been involved with where I haven't spent one dime on, not even gas money or anything. (laughs) So that's pretty cool. And you can volunteer by going to recoveringfromreligion.org, click on the volunteer button. You go through two sessions of online training with a live trainer, and then you sign up for shifts. And all we ask once you're fully trained is you do two shifts per month. So that's two hours per month. I'm pretty sure everybody can spare two hours per month. And if um, you know someone that needs to call the hotline, um, 
The number is 1-84-I-DOUBT-IT. And the hotline is open 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central, seven days a week. We have a chat line that's open on Saturday and Sunday, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Central. Uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, we also have local support groups, and you can also donate, and you get to um, do all those things by going to recoveringfromreligion.org. And Throwing money at a thing is never a bad idea. If you just cannot bring yourself to give your time, money right. is always great. And Seriously. RFR is one of the better ones in the atheist and secular That's community, I believe. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if you're not going to give to your local really, atheist group, yeah, give it really to Recovering from Religion. Organization. Yeah, we also have the Secular Therapy Project. It's really hard to Love find uh, therapists that will only use evidence-based therapy. And I tell you, yeah. it, it's really hard. And we have, we've assembled 280 therapists that will do just that, only use evidence-based therapy. And over the last three years, we've helped 10,000 people find secular therapy. So that tells you how hard it is to find a therapist that uh, won't tell you to pray or read the Bible. So if you're not religious and your therapist tells you to pray or read the Bible, you've wasted your time, money, and you're not getting the therapy you need. So this is a great way to find a therapist that's really going to help you. Yep. One of the yeah, many reasons I haven't gone to therapy. <laughs> we actually know somebody. Um, I'm not going to say who on air because, you know, it's private. But we uh, we know somebody who found a therapist through the Secular Therapy Project. And um, they're having a great time. They they said that they they got a lot out of it. That, That's awesome. You know, and, and it gave them a lot of uh, it, it allayed a lot of their fears that they wasn't going to be religious because, you know, that that's that's not what the patients need. And. You know, I I once went to a religious therapist and um, he made me feel worse. <laughs> yeah. And it made like it it was like he asked I I said I was an atheist. He's like, oh, then what do you believe in? It's like, dude, I don't want to do this in therapy, man. Uh, I found a secular one, not through you guys. I got lucky. Um, but the, having <laughs> having yeah, a secular it is roulette. therapist, <laughs> yeah, having a secular therapist. I mean, um, it does you a lot of good, and it and everyone can benefit even just from a few sessions it's it it it's really great you'll learn a lot about yourself and it's it's good for you right and you know a lot of these therapists will do remote therapy over skype so oh, that's really th there's no excuse not to get the therapy you need and some people say well it costs too much well what's it costing you by not getting the therapy maybe a whole lot more than dishing out some money yeah i agree completely uh, agree and if you're just, if you're just maybe like there's nothing specific you can put your finger on, but you just feel like you're going through a rough time, you're not crazy. You're not broken. It's just, it's like, it's like yoga for your brain. Yeah. Right. And don't, don't like try putting it off by going and listening to your Silverstein records again. You need, you need to actually <laughs> see, see somebody for something like this. Okay. So that does it for this week's current events. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode coming out on Wednesday, which will be our features portion of our weekly podcast. And we are going to be talking a lot of Chase, Chase and Jaffitz. Yeah, Jason Chaffitz. Yeah. <laughs> Chase uh, and Jaffitz. However, before we completely wrap up this section of the show, I wanted to thank all of those amazing patrons who support us each week. Many thanks go out to our sustaining patrons, Dan Ellis, Luis Cruz, Jeff Linville, uh, and Mike Bowman for the help and love that they shared with us each week. And a little more love goes out to that patron by the name of Danny Lopez. But we also have to say a very serious, heartfelt thank you to Marissa McCool. For becoming mm -hmm. our newest patron 
So if you oh, too wish to support yay, we love her. support the work that we do each week, make sure you go check us out, patreon.com slash Outcast. Money isn't the only way to get a shout-out, but it sure helps. However, if you don't have the budget, a quick review or subscribe on whatever you catch us on helps us out a ton. A five-star would be great. And we'll make sure to give you guys your due praise, like the multitude of followers that we gained after the Jason Chaffetz Town Hall that we're going to be going in-depth on. We talked about that. So really quick, on YouTube, we have Matt Farless and Insinga666 for subscribing to us. Thank you, guys. And on Twitter, boy, this is a... Let me take a deep, no illusions breath here. Here we go. TC, Jason Abate, uh, Sean Spicer, not that Sean Spicer, Stephen Cheatley, Ryan Dickey, <laughs> Just Chris, Cosplay for Jedi, Creamy Goodness, Amateur Sex Chat, Cruise Caps, Cats resting, Resisting Trump, Ally, Peg, Gimme Latte, Kuka P. Did It, Cassie Quick, Cammy, and Dave Weasel. That was all in one breath. Thank you all so much nice for putting up with done. my Twitter nonsense. Uh, Real quick. Yeah. I want to thank a coworker fan who found me that at my new job, who's been listening for a long time. We really appreciate you listening. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that was really cool. It was really great to meet you. Uh, we really are excited to meet everyone who wants to talk to us. We, we're, we, we're proud of what we do and, and we, we really appreciate everyone who listens. So it's really exciting. So uh, final thanks go to the panel for their time and their energy and for our wonderful interviewee that we had this week. But we'll catch you guys on Wednesday. And remember, you're welcome. Funny. Good night, everybody. I don't need to tell the truth, but I never lie. I don't need to bow to you. You're just passing by. I never wanted to be the one you bitch and money come home to. But as long as you look good, Inside my troubled mind With all of your dread Sometimes I think I was blind Not before we met I never wanted to be the one that you depend on for your life When you cry it smells like soup Sounds like showing night Never be my wife
No, well, here's you here's the question. Die. Here's the question I want to lay out lay upon you three. Do you want your death to be like sudden, like a surprise, or do you want to like lapse into it slowly, like a like taking like putting on a warm coat? You know. <laughs> I don't want it to be a surprise for me. I want it to be a surprise for everybody else on the bus. 